Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I have some very exciting news. I got my period. Woo! I'm so excited. If anyone has ever gone through HA or hypothalamic amenorrhea and has recovered, you know how very exciting it is to have a normal menstrual cycle and to have your hormones working properly. I have gone through 10 months of no period. Now, I know in the grand scheme of life and all the women who have struggled with HA, 10 months is nothing. But this is my second time going through hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, The first time was not so short. So I wanted to go over and discuss what worked for me and how I got my period back. I want to preface this episode by saying I am not a doctor. The advice that I give does not replace that of your doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm in school right now. I, I'm. This is nothing to do with me diagnosing or making suggestions for what you should do. Again, this is my story. This is what worked for me. But you may find some tidbits where you're like, oh, that kind of sounds like me. Maybe I could try that with the help of my physician and under those guidelines. I wanted to share my experience with you. um, A, because I'm super excited. um, And B, because... You just never know what um, what can work for someone. You could always find a little bit of tidbit of insight for your own life as well. I want to give a little bit of a background story about my first experience with hypothalamic amenorrhea. And, you know, this one was so challenging for me because... I had been on the birth control pill since I was, I want to say 16, 16, yeah, and my first experience with hypothalamic amenorrhea was when I was 21 and decided to come off the birth control pill. Now, I had never really had a normal period. My periods were extremely painful, and so when you're that age in those times, if you have a painful period or acne or whatever, they just put you on the pill. The doctor just put you on the pill. So I went on Yasmin, which was later on pulled off the shelves. It was recalled, but I had been on Yasmin for years and I had been on birth control and that was creating 
my menstrual cycle. So it wasn't an authentic menstrual cycle. Any menstrual cycle that you do have on the pill is synthetic because you're creating it. And when you stop taking the pill for that week and you get your period, that is not an authentic period. That's a withdrawal bleed. So it's different. It's not a normal period. So I didn't actually really know what it was like to have a normal period because when did I, I I first got my period when I was 13 and yeah, I think by 15 I was on birth control because my cramps were so bad. I had acne and I don't think my body actually knew what it was like to have a normal period. So on top of that, when I uh, was 17, I got into drugs and I became incredibly skinny and underweight from doing cocaine. And by 18, I had become bulimic as well, still on birth control. So I would have never known if I had a regular period or not because I was creating my cycle. But when I decided to stop doing drugs, I was still bulimic. I got off birth control because I was no longer with the person that I was with. And I didn't want to be on any chemicals or hormones or anything. I just, I wanted, I really wanted to cleanse my body when I decided to stop doing drugs. So I decided to stop taking birth control. And when I stopped taking birth control my period didn't come back. Now, I was still bulimic. I was under eating. I was over exercising. I was obsessed with exercise and completely thrashing my body in the gym for so many other reasons than being healthy. And it took... Oh my goodness, I went through every kind of test you have probably gone through if you're listening to this and you've dealt with or are dealing with HA. I had ultrasounds done on my uterus. I had my uh, hypothalamus checked and it's just like there are tumors here or whatever, like blood work month after month and like nothing came up. But I was also keeping from my endocrinologist the fact that I was bulimic until one day it came up. And he said, oh, well, that changes everything. When you're bulimic, you you seriously are hurting your metabolism. And in order for your period to come back, it's just going to take some time. And it did take time from me stopping bulimia. I'm going to say it took another two years after that. So it took a long time, but I didn't stop over exercising and I was still under eating and I was not in a good place mentally. And that also played a huge role because of the stress that I was putting myself under. So I had no period for a total of four years. I didn't even know what hypothalamic amenorrhea was. I didn't really search the internet at this point in my life. I mean, this was almost 10 years ago. 
I didn't know what that was. I didn't have the information that I do now. I just knew that I wanted to get my period back and I was willing to do anything. And I did stop exercising like I was. And I found going back and doing things like Pilates and walking and bar workouts really did help for my body. My cycle remained long. A normal cycle for me is about 37 days. But it was it was regular. Now this second time was completely unintentional because I I hadn't weighed myself in 3 years. I was at a really good place mentally. I was obsessed with weighing myself. I was addicted to the scale and I had stepped away from that, but I was losing a lot of weight and I didn't know how much because I hadn't weighed myself. But when I stepped on the scale for the first time in three years, it was a week before my 30th birthday. And I was the same weight that I was when I was like 19 years old. And I couldn't believe it. Like I felt great at this time I was getting a period and like all was good. So it was a really good thing that I did weigh myself at that point because after that I got the news of my grandfather having his cancer return and he got sick and my grandfather was the world to me he did pass away about a month ago and the stress from that was so overwhelming that I just ran I just went to the gym and I just ran because dealing with that pain was so hard that running was just easier. And the more I ran, the more energy I consumed. And at that point as well, kind of backtracking a little bit again, I've suffered a lot from digestive issues, like a lot. And I have tried everything under the sun and cut out this and cut out that to try and figure out what has been causing my digestive issues. And at this point, they were really, really bad. Now, I don't think, obviously, the stress of getting that news that the cancer had returned was obviously any easier on my system. It was incredibly hard. But I couldn't digest anything. Nothing... I ate, or sorry, everything I ate seemed to affect me. So not to give you too much information, but I had diarrhea for a month straight. Like nothing I ate would digest properly. And I just continued to lose weight. I lost 15 pounds within two months unintentionally because... I was eating like I was eating like a horse, but I was running a lot and nothing was digesting properly. Like when I say nothing, I mean nothing. And so when I was trying to get my gut sorted out, I'm like trying all of these. I got tested for celiac again and all of these different tests and nothing came back. So it was really, you know, I this is one of these God moments And, uh, you know, I have been on my hands and knees just praying fervently for God to show me 
what foods are causing issues or what I can do, like anything, like I will do anything to feel good. I'm 30 years old and I feel awful. Like I have no energy. I'm spending all this money on food. Nothing is digesting. Like what is the point in living if this is living? That's the point that I was at. My husband, Kevin, he has some pretty intense histamine reactions. So he'll get like welts all over his body for a long, for like a year and a half got all these welts all over his body from eating certain things. His eyes would swell, his mouth would swell, like intense histamine reactions. And so I was kind of one day brushing up on my low histamine food list for different things to make for him when I looked at the histamine response inside of the body. Now, for me, I always thought histamine response was hives or, you know, itchy eyes, runny nose, whatever, right? But some of the reactions with histamine are also gastrointestinal. And the main ones that popped out were cramping, abdominal cramping and pain, bloating and diarrhea. And I thought, wow, that's very interesting. That sounds like what I'm going through. And so I brought it up to Kevin and I said, I wonder if I'm having a histamine response. Now I have been diagnosed with IBS because they don't know what's causing issues with me. I've done FODMAPs, like whatever. It works and then it doesn't. And he said, I guess the only way to tell is if you take an antihistamine when you're having an episode and it goes away. Now, I looked at the list of high histamine foods that I regularly eat. And I had at this point, I have to be honest, like I had been keeping this freaking food log for months trying to figure out what was causing the diarrhea and the pain Like every day, it was just sucking my soul, especially coming from a really unhealthy place with food where I used to track everything to a place of freedom and then back to this really restricted place, but for different reasons. And one of the things that came up that's high in histamine that I was eating every single day was wheat. Now, I've been tested for celiac disease I am not celiac. I don't have an issue with gluten. But wheat is a different story. And wheat allergies are common. And histamine reactions are common. And so I had some. And I started to get pain. And usually that pain results in bloating, which results in diarrhea the next day. 99.9% of the time, that's just the way it's going. So I took an antihistamine and an hour and a half later, the pain was gone. And the next day, no diarrhea. And I thought, oh my God, this is totally it. I just knew it. Like I had cut out all these different foods. Some of the main ones that I cut out were 
nuts and dark chocolate and avocados because I thought I'm not absorbing fats properly and I'm not absorbing this. Like you name it, I cut it out to see if it was causing a reaction, but I ended up cutting out a lot of fats. I was eating a ton of carbs because I just, I eat a lot of carbs like rice and quinoa and potatoes and all of those things, fruit. Like I'm, I'm not definitely not afraid of carbs at all. But I ended up cutting out a lot of fat from my diet. So it was hard to get the calories that I needed for the amount of energy that I was expending through running. So when I cut weed out for one month, I ate anything other than wheat and had absolutely no pain, no bloating, no diarrhea, no other symptoms. Dairy, nuts, avocado, chickpeas, onions, garlic, broccoli, cauliflower, all the FODMAP foods that I swore I was reacting to, none of them hurt my stomach anymore. It was completely life-changing, like life-changing. And to have so much freedom with the food that I ate with this one restriction being wheat was just like out of this world for me. And so I think, you know, on a physical level, cutting out wheat and healing my gut was crucial in me getting my period back because it didn't matter how much I ate, nothing was digesting because my gut was not well. It was not well at all. So that was that was a big thing that I did in order to be able to absorb the food that, that I was eating more. Now, I read the book. I went and got the book, No Period, Now What? by Dr. Rinaldi, I think it is. And this is quite a common book for women in the HA world to go and get. And there's a protocol called all in. So it's called going all in. And that's basically cutting out all exercise with the exception of walking, like gentle walking and gentle yoga. That combined with a minimum of 2,500 calories per day eating. So basically just eat everything and all the foods you want, anything and everything. Now, I've been working very closely with my doctor. So I didn't just go pick up this book and decide that I was going to figure out hypothalamic amenorrhea on my own. I've been working with my doctor. His recommendation was that I don't stop that I don't stop exercising. So he think he thought cutting back running from 4 times a week to one or two was good and to continue to work out doing pilates and bar like I had already been doing. He wanted me to continue that. Mostly because, well, two reasons. Exercise is healthy for you. It is healthy for you. We can just overdo it. And secondly, for my mental health, and that's what he was more concerned about, is is that way of, of managing stress. And I know they address that in the book. Um, but again, you guys know how I feel about making 
generalized statements to a huge population of people, it's not, it it can't work for everyone. It's not meant to work for everyone. So these are guidelines in this book. So I have to be honest, I didn't go all in. I definitely reduced the intensity of my workouts and I reduced the duration. Those were the two things that I really paid attention to. So I cut back running from four times a week to two times a week. And normally I would do about six or seven kilometers four times a week, which isn't that much, but I I was doing for time. Like my heart rate was at 200 for sure for like 15 minutes. I was all out. So I reduced that to twice a week and maybe I was doing more like four or five kilometers and still like running fast and enjoying it, but listening to my body and dialing it back when it was telling it to. I continued to work out at the gym. So three times a week I would go to the gym and a couple times a week I would just do like half an hour Pilates workouts or, or bar workouts in my basement. So for me... That was dialing back the intensity monumentally. I still walked, but I started to eat all of these fats again that I had cut out of my diet because I was afraid that they were hurting my stomach. So I started eating avocado every day. I got back to eating like nuts. Uh, What else? Nuts, avocado, chickpeas, dark chocolate, started adding like chocolate to my breakfast, which is lovely. And I just allowed my body to do whatever it needed to do in order to get my period back. So physically, I did cut down the intensity and the duration of exercise, as well as started to eat more food. But a big portion for me is that finding this this histamine response to wheat and cutting that out allowed me to be able to digest what I was putting in my body properly. I also started to incorporate red meat again once a week, uh, dairy in little portions, and and it just worked. Like it just worked for me. I was finally getting the calories that my body needed for the amount of energy that I was expending. Now that's one side of the story, that physical part. I truly believe that there was also some emotional and spiritual things that took place as well that aided in that healing and a quicker healing. For one thing, I did have about a week, and I know it's it's only a week, where I did go back into those old mindsets of, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to gain weight and who am I without exercise? And I feel like I'm losing my identity. And, you know, what will I do? Will my husband still be attracted to me? Will I still think I'm good enough? Like, I've I've spent all of these years, like, we spend our life focusing on losing weight and now I have to gain it. And I'm a personal trainer and I've been in the fitness industry and people look up to me and blah, 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 blah. So I went about a week of kind of like going back into that dark place. 
but I didn't stay there long. And Lena in the past would have stayed there and she would have just gone back to running or working out through injuries and pushing herself harder. And the me now didn't want to do that because I've been through this before and I know that it doesn't work and and I'm in a better place emotionally and spiritually. Like this is not the person that God has called me to be. That was the old me, the me that was not happy and was never going to be content and was extremely superficial. And this new me doesn't need to go back there. And so I didn't stay there long. And if I would have stayed there longer, then the recovery would have taken longer. And I know that it's so hard to let go of that identity when we wrap up so much of ourselves and what our body looks like or how hard we exercise or how athletic we are, especially if we work in the fitness industry. I mean, we have a a chip on our shoulders to outperform our clients and look better than our clients because who's going to hire a fat personal trainer? I mean, that that is always the the voice in the back of my head saying that who's going to hire you if you're out of shape? Who's going to take you seriously? So if you're going through those mindsets and you're in that dark place and if you stay there, your recovery is not going to happen quicker. It's going to take longer because when we stay in that place, we create stress. And when we create stress in a body that's already stressed out from under eating and over exercising, whether intentional or not, when we create more stress through those thoughts, then our body doesn't have that ability. It doesn't have the arena to heal itself. So that was, it was crucial. There were so many mornings where I would just look at my body in the mirror and tell myself out loud, you're allowed to gain the weight you need in order to be healthy again. Your body is allowed to look and do whatever it needs in order to get your period back. And I had to be settled with that. But if you're not in a good headspace already, like if you're not content with your body, if you're not content with who you are as a person apart from your body, man, that's going to be hard. That is, that's a really tough place. And if you're in that place, I would urge you to get help. And when you heal those areas of your life, it's amazing what your body will do when it's not under that constant attack anymore. On a spiritual level, this is where my faith was so key. And I I don't know how people personally, I mean, obviously I'm a Christian and I have a relationship with God. 
and I have many friends and know many people that have their own faiths, whether Muslim or Jewish or whatever, and they have their relationship with God. And I just think life is hard enough by yourself. I don't know how people do life without God, especially when there's situations that come up where you feel completely out of control. And I know that like, well, I could just eat more and exercise less and that's in my control. But the timing isn't like you don't know how long your recovery is going to take. And I didn't know how long my recovery was going to take, but I put my faith in God that he would lead me to the right path and he would he would heal my body and he would show me the things that I could do to to aid in that healing as well because we play a key role. You don't just throw your hands up to the sky and say, well, what will be will be. Like we're actively participating in our life as well. And so one of my prayers was I wanted I wanted my period before the end of this year. I really wanted it on Christmas Day. That's what I wanted. But I wanted my period before the end of the year. I didn't want to go into 2020 not being well, not being my best self, my healthiest self. And about a week before Christmas, I started kind of feeling a bit different. But like I didn't really feel like there was a whole heck of a lot of signs that were coming back up for me that I was going to get a period especially like some of my most common ones that I would normally get uh, that week before. I wasn't getting them. Some of them I was, but I wasn't getting some other ones. And then on Christmas morning, I woke up and I the first thing I thought about was, well, I guess I didn't get it, but that's not going to make me lose faith. I know that I'm still going to go into this next year healthy regardless. And that morning I was just standing in the kitchen with my husband and boom, I got it. No like sign or warning, just got it. Needless to say, I stood there bawling my eyes out and it didn't matter what else happened that day. It was the best Christmas present I could have gotten and it was also such a big confirmation that God God cares and he listens to our prayers and the things that we desire when they're in his will, not for our own selfish ambition. He gives them to us, but we have to put in the work too. Like I said, we're actively participating in our life. And I did put in the work and, you know, that week that I spent in that dark place and turn to him and and talk to my husband and my mom and my dad and friends who would pull me out of that place and remind me who I am that I wasn't that old person I so attribute my healing and being able to recover quicker because I had that support group and that is so important if you don't have a proper support group, 
it's going to be really challenging for you to overcome this particular health challenge. I think any health challenge, absolutely. But for sure, especially if you're like a part of clubs where other people are exercising really hard or maybe you have other girlfriends that don't have their periods and they don't care, like, I'm just going to be completely honest. That's not healthy to not have a period. And it doesn't matter how lean you are. Like, what is it all worth if you're not healthy? Like, what is it all worth if you're not healthy? Now, I'm pretty lucky. I gained seven pounds. That's all it took for me to get my period. None of my clothes changed. I didn't have to go buy bigger clothes, but you might. I'm not saying that you won't, especially if you're severely underweight and it's been a long time. I'm going to be completely honest. The first go around with HA for me, that was hard. (laughs) That was super hard. I definitely went and got some much bigger clothes, but then my body normalized out and I dropped right back down to that kind of happy weight that I was when I was... Uh, early adulthood. Um, So it's amazing how our body does find its equilibrium when we just stop putting it through the ringer, when we just exercise in a way that's sympathetic, when we eat enough, when we sleep enough, when we're in a good place mentally. Our bodies have that environment to flourish and your body will find a happy medium it might go up your weight might go up exponentially but it might come back down like you just you don't know so this go around was so much better so much better than the first one which i i just i thank god for and now i'm back And I didn't have to go and change my whole wardrobe, which economically is very good for me. But there were so many components. So there was, yes, I did eat more. Yes, I did cut down the duration and the intensity of exercise. I didn't cut out exercise completely. I didn't go all in. I believed that my body would heal and get back to where it needed to be. I allowed my body to be whatever it needed to be. And I put my faith in God. I I put my faith in something greater than myself and believe that everything would work out. And, you know, I think a combination of, of all of that really was the key to my recovery. And so, like I said, my story is different from yours. I apologize if it's annoying and you have been in recovery for months and months and months and you're like, what? You you went two months and got your period back? Like, I've been in recovery for six months. You have to understand that this is my second time and the first time was not so easy. But the second time was so much easier because I was in a different headspace. I had come to grips with the fact that I'm more than my body. I'm more than my athleticism. I'm more than the amount of exercise I do. I'm more than that. And until you get to that place, 
I don't think you can recover. Even if your period does come back, I don't think you can recover mentally until you change that. So I'm going to leave it at that. And thank you for joining me on this kind of short journey. It didn't seem so short. 10 months is still a long time, but I mean, I was fully committed to recovering for the last, you know, two or three months. Um, But thank you so much for joining me in my recovery journey and listening. And always, I'm here for you. I'd love to hear your feedback and your comments. And I just want to encourage you that if you're still going through HA in your recovery, that your body will change. It will heal itself, but you need to believe that it will and you need to allow your body to be whatever it needs to be in order to be healthy. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.